Hello and welcome to Let's Grow, a new podcast series hosted and created by myself, Hannah Breyer. This podcast aims to provide you with clarity and reassurance when navigating your way through your career and your life. Now, before we jump into the show, I would just like to say a very quick thank you for taking the time out of your days, your evenings, your weekends to listen to this episode and hit that play button. I really appreciate it. Now, my first guest that I'm super excited to introduce you to is a gentleman named Michael Esau. Now, Michael has spent the last 20 years of his career working in the world of HR. And during that time, he has specialized in understanding the behaviors and motivations that drive performance, development, and leadership. And my favorite part, (laughs) in his own words, he has a constant curiosity to understand why we do what we do. Now, clearly you can hear from my voice that I am excited for you guys to listen. You are going to feel inspired and you are going to feel excited about all of the self-discovery that you've got left to do on yourself. So without further ado, let's jump into the show. Hi, Michael. Hello, Hannah. (laughs) How are you doing today? Very good. Yeah, very good. Good, good. Um, So thank you for being the first the first guest onto onto the podcast. Um, And and thank you for taking the time to to speak. It's really appreciated. You are more than welcome. Thank you for asking me. (laughs) No problem. Of course, of course. So um, title of this podcast is understanding of of self um and i think just to give the the listeners a little bit of a background um onto the the topic and just to give them a bit of background on where this has come from so i well you, you've been coming on to a couple of our, our team calls um, and for those of you that don't know where i sit within the business i'm a customer engagement exec so michael's been coming on to few of our team calls and how I would describe how you would come on is it's really refreshing um, especially how I find it refreshing anyway Um, you come onto our team calls and it's almost you put the technology to one side the technology works we all know that that's good Um, and you focus on the people side of things you focus on on the customer essentially and there was one particular call I think it was towards the end of last year Um, And you were coming on and talking around really stepping into the shoes of the customer so that, you know, we can have a a more successful relationship with them. Um, And off the back of that, I popped in, I think I bombarded you with a few calls, but I popped in some time to to speak with you um, on on that topic, basically, just just to, you know, interest of mine. And also I wanted to understand the customer's mindset a bit better. Yes. Um, and we, we started, um, I think we start, well, we started talking quite a, a lot and I think about various topics, which were all, all interesting, but bringing it back to topic of this podcast, so understanding of self. So how, how did we remind, remind myself as well and the listeners, but how did we get onto that particular topic? So I think what it was is that, as you mentioned there about standing in the shoes of our you know, of our customers. One of the one of the most important qualities for me, I think, with, with life in general, is is empathy. 
Mm. And, you know, when you're trying to stand in somebody else's shoes, it requires sometimes you to have uh, an appetite or a desire or a willingness to understand, right? Mm. To, to empathize, to, uh, to listen. And, and I think for, for me, one of the great starting points, if you like, is do you have a good, un- good handle or understanding of yourself? how you think, how you operate, you know, what motivates you. Because all of these things have a fundamental bearing on who we are, how we perform, you know, how, how, we, how we do things, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So, so I think that's how we sort of brought it back a little uh, during our conversation. Yeah, no, that was it. And, and I think it was, um, I think it's, it's really, it's quite a topic really because and it sounds quite a funny thing to say but I think we we definitely we had a few conversations about this which was you know do people really understand it's quite it sounds like quite a philosophical question but do people really understand themselves (laughs) and quite a deep question um and I we started talking um as you say you know and quite a lot about this particular um there was a particular model that, that came up. And to me, it really mm. summarized um, and it really brought together, um, yeah, summarize, summarize this for me. And it got me to really understand and, and think how I can, you know, understand myself better and also therefore understand the, the customer and step into their shoes. Um, could you talk us through a little bit around that particular particular model? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I was, I was, I was very lucky early in my career to uh, spend quite a bit of time working on um, the studies of uh, McClelland at Harvard in the 1960s. And what McClelland was seeking to try and do was to understand motivation at quite a, at quite a deep level, if you like. You know, why do people do what they do? Mm. And you know, through his research, what he started to conclude and understand is that at a non-conscious level, we have a series of uh, motives or motivational drivers, if you like, that really drive our energy and drive our behavior and focus our energy. Mm. Um, and you know, it was a real, it was a real privilege to be able to understand that work in in quite a lot of detail. Because I think, as you said, a lot of people on a day to day basis operate from a values perspective the things that are important to them. So they do them because they know they're important. What, what sometimes happens though is, is that they're doing it because it's important, but they don't enjoy it. Mm. So they do it out of a sense of compliance or duty rather than commitment and from an energy perspective. And so, you know, McClellan's work has resonated with me for the last what, 18, 19 years of my life. I mean, this is a piece of research that was done back in the 60s, so it's 60 years old or even more. Um, and it's still as applicable today. Um, and, and, and I just think for me, you know, getting that, getting that real understanding of, you know, what, 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 where does my energy come from? What actually does give me a buzz? You know, what are my dominant motivation uh, motives, if you like? Um, how do they correspond with my value set? Because, you know, we, we, what we're trying to avoid, I think, every single day in our lives is we do the things that hopefully, you know, we derive some joy from, you know, being in our element, if you like. Mm-hmm. And if we understand that in a bit more detail, then hopefully, you know, on a day to day basis, we're 
we're fulfilling uh, more. We're going home feeling energized uh, and thinking, yeah, you know, contributed today, had a good day, um, got a buzz, great. And, and you can marry yourself up perhaps a little better to the work that you enjoy the most. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely. It, it's, um, it's, it's definitely, it got me thinking anyway. I think since speaking, I mean, you, you've described this, I think um, before, when, we, when we've discussed this before, you've described it as, as life-changing, which I thought really kind of, well, that stuck with me. This particular um, piece of work really changed your view on, on the way that you saw yourself life and, your, and your career. So I guess it would be interesting um, to share with the listeners if you, what, what were you, it sounds like you went on a, on a, on a journey um, mm. and quite a deep and, and exciting journey, but what was, what was, what was the, the old Michael like, so to speak? So what were you like before you discovered um, yourself? Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, good. It's a good question that, you know, because I think, I think early in my career, I was guessing. Mm. <laughs> I was, I was guessing a lot. So, and, and I think you search to try and get an understanding or a validation of, well, what am I good at? You know, where potentially do I contribute well? Which environment, which situations, which do I like, which don't I? Um, where, which, which gives me energy? Where do I need to dial up my energy? And I suppose I was guessing. And, I, and also, I think, I think a big moment for me is, because I think we've discussed this, Hannah, when an individual wakes up of a morning, um, irrespective of whatever job you're in or whatever you do, we carry with us what I what, what, what is known as a predisposition. So it's the mm. it's the characteristics that we bring with us: our values, our social role, our traits, um, you know, our behaviours. All you know, we bring them with us every single day to work. And what I couldn't quite get a handle on sometimes was, well, why would I go home some days feeling quite unfulfilled, whereas other days I was, I was okay? And mm -hmm. I didn't quite get it, right? I, I, I just didn't quite get it. And I think, you know, being fortunate enough to do the work that I did really then started to help me to understand it. You know, I'm quite, my dominant is achievement. I'm achievement orientated. Now, what does that, what does that mean? You know, it's that I have a self-imposed standard of excellence. And if I'm in, if I'm in a sort of a, a day where I'm not fulfilling that, right, because of circumstances or the work I'm doing over, now I understand it and I can do something about it. It's, it's that coping strategy. So mm -hmm. you have hobbies and you do other things and et cetera. So, but previously, I didn't get that, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't quite understand that. I didn't quite understand why in certain situations I wouldn't feel as comfortable and how I was managing my energy and why I would find certain situations more draining than others. Yeah. And so once you know that, once you have a good handle on that, then you have better coping strategies. Mm. And so it doesn't come as a surprise. So this situation, you know, I know that my, my influence needs to be dialed up a bit. So I need to put some energy into that. I recognize it. I can do something about it. It doesn't necessarily give me a buzz but I understand it, it's important. Um, and so, yeah, that, that would be, I think, the, the, the big thing for myself. I, I think the other bit as well, and I'm sure we're gonna touch upon this maybe in some of the other questions, mm. is it, it's that 
I don't believe anybody goes to work not wanting to do a good job or mm. not wanting to, you know, to succeed or achieve or do the best they can. And I think this is the other thing that's really crucial when somebody perhaps doesn't have that handle on who they are or, or that real understanding of self. They really then need some, some con good conditions, if that makes sense, where they feel like if somebody's got your back, you can trust the people around you, leaders, etc. Um, you can make mistakes. It's okay. You will learn from it. Mm -hmm. And I think earlier in my career, I think those factors, I think, were really crucial. And, and I think, actually, when you look at the world of work today and people coming into the working environment, I think those things are more important than ever. Mm. I think they're a fundamental part of what we call a workplace experience. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's um, what, one thing that you mentioned there on, on, on kind of the, you know, that ability, you know, having those mentors and having those people you can reach out to, but also on, on that topic or the point that you made on, on, on failing, you know, it's, you know, it's, it shouldn't be seen as, um, as a negative, of course, we're not saying, you know, keep on making the same mistake over and over again. But I think that having that sense of community and that, that workplace environment whereby you can make mistakes and you feel comfortable in doing that because you're willing to learn. I think that's, yeah, as you say, it's, it's really important. Um, and that's yeah. how you also build people's, people's confidence up. I think if, if the opposite occurs, then you're just going to, of course, knock that. Correct. Absolutely, without, I think without a shadow of a doubt. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it is such, because it, it is, it is such an interesting point, isn't it? Of a day-to-day -day basis, you, you look at people walking around, well, not so much these days, of course, because we're not on the high streets, but <laughs> you see people walking around and you see people in the workplace and you see people in certain roles and you do look and think, you know, do people have a view of where they are? right and, and and the work they want to do and the situations they want to be in it is such a huge important topic mm. and and I know we're going to come on to it but the, the other thing that for me that links to it as well is is you know if if I don't know myself how can I expect somebody else to it would exactly right, yeah. right? and that's and that's the that's the big big thing um and of course a lot depends on every individual in terms of your level of disclosure. How much do you want to give away, right? How much do you want to share? Um, so yes, it's, it's a two-way street. But um, yeah, if you don't understand yourself, then it's really difficult for 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 others. But but it is a huge topic. It's a, yeah. it's a it's a massive it's a massive topic when you take it to the nth degree in terms of how engaged I am my perception of my experience how this impacts on you know my health my my well-being my my just enjoyment yeah um, day to day I mean the the implications of it are are very real yeah no absolutely um and I guess for for the for the listeners, I guess a piece of advice from from you to them. So, I mean, as you say, you were very privileged and lucky to be able to go onto this boot camp and, the, and this course that got you to really look at this granular detail, you know, and look at yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, um, yeah, the, the listeners aren't, you know, well, I don't know, maybe they can go onto this course, but I, I'm not sure. But I think for the majority, 
people don't have you know that opportunity to to do so and take as long yeah. as you need to reflect so what would yeah. your piece of advice be what, what can somebody do to understand themselves better yeah I, oh, that's, a, that's a great shout I think throughout my I think throughout my career in particular over the last 20 years I built up a really good network of people who I trust mm. who who will give me real honest observations uh, will give me some really good feedback that's helpful and what they also do is just center me around I may have a I may have a perception of of how I come across for example or where my behaviors are or what my drivers are other people may see something completely different yeah. uh, completely different so for me I think one of the biggest gifts we have is talk to other people ask for feedback talk to people close to you who know you well and you know tell the truth right you know they, they'll give it to you they're not just going to pat you on the back and pander <laughs> but you know ask other people you know describe what you believe you are and does that correlate is that what they see um you, you know your intention maybe your intention may be this but the impact is that yeah. so i i've always maintained and, and i think i mentioned to you you know we used to run we used to run these programs uh, globally uh, they were residential for four four and a half days and we'd have global leaders and you know we'd be giving them some of this data about their motives and they would just look at us and go that's not me <laughs> that's not me i don't recognize that and we would always say you know go and ring a loved one go and talk to a friend ring them tonight talk them through the data and then come back in the morning and nine times out of ten they'd come back and go my word the that that is what they see but it wasn't what I thought I was. Yeah. So our self-image is not always what other people see. And so ask others, get feedback, you know, get feedback, understand the situations where people recognize your energy's high Ask for feedback on any, on situations where perhaps your energy's low, you're not zoned in as much, mm. um, you know, really look for these nuggets of information and, I think you and I mentioned it. It because I, I think I gave you this bit of feedback, right? Be curious. Be yeah. curious about yourself. Because we'll never get mastery. We'll never get to a point of mastery. We will always discover things about ourselves. We will always, you know, um, reimagine different facets of how we think or behave or how we adjust to situations because life doesn't stand still. So we'll always be adjusting um, how we are, depending on the situations that we're in. So that would be my biggest tips and advice, but the biggest one of all, be curious. Yes, no, I like that. I like that a lot. That's good, that's good. And, and I think as well, I mean, we've, we've just had um, uh, People Day. So, so we had yes. that, I think it was last week. Yes. And, um, that was a day, and for any external um, listeners, it was a day where we were um, encouraged by our leaders um, of all our managers and, and going up the chain as well to take that, you know, uh, a few hours or, or the day yes. to, to look at our number one self-development and yep. also, you know, the, the company's over, you know, wider strategy and how we can, you know, work towards that and feel, feel part of that. But I think, the, the self-development piece was great. I certainly spent, you know, at least a couple of hours working on myself and I thought it was a, 
it was a, it was a, it was a great thing to do. I think we we can all, and I'm, I'm sure people listening will relate. You know, it's easy to say I'm going to pop in, you know, thirty minutes in the week to do it. Do we actually ever get to do it? Probably not. We've got customer meetings. Yeah, we we kind of become too busy. Um, but I, I had a a particular question, which was um, when it comes to to self development. Um, and, yeah. and the great advice that you've given there in terms of kind of feedback from individuals and and kind of getting to that point of understanding of, of self. But on the topic yeah. of self-development, for me, um, there's we're always pop, we're always presented with kind of your, your strengths and your weaknesses. Um, yeah. And I don't know if this, this could just be my own opinion, but what <laughs> what I my experience anyway, my personal experience is we we focus or I focus or I was focusing should I say too much on the weaknesses why I need to focus here this is where my weak points are now yeah. it's only just recently towards the end of last year and I've had this conversation with Michelle yourself and I shared with you that I I signed up to SAP coaching so I went for the formal coaching yeah. And that was the first time, um, or maybe it was the first time my brain allowed me to, to listen to it, but where it was, what are your strengths? What do you enjoy yeah. to do? And yeah. I just thought it was really interesting because I, I was, and again, it's probably just me, but I was focusing so much on the weaknesses, putting myself under this pressure that I almost wasn't good enough and that I had to get those to the point of my strengths. But just, just to, it'd be interesting to hear what your views are on that and have you done a similar thing in the past or yeah no I think listen I think there's some cultural issues with with how development has been perhaps managed in the past yeah um I think I think what you're you're describing we've all been through right um where you perhaps have worked in an environment or with a particular leader where the emphasis is is more on what you need to do better Mm. where you need to focus your energy where where your gaps are now listen that's crucial stuff don't don't get me wrong right that that is if there are things you can't do or there's things that you can improve upon um then of course mm. right you, you, you you're gonna hone in especially if they're fundamental to the work that you're doing yes but but the but but equally though you know, as I mentioned earlier, for me, you're trying to understand where your buzz comes from, your energy comes from, where you excel, right? Mm. When you're in your element. And, and the only way you really can do that is if you have a good sense of, well, where are some of those strengths? And in yeah. some respects, Hannah, this is where these labels get in the way. Strengths, weaknesses, mm. positive, negatives. Ah, they drain <laughs> energy, right? They really, what do you do well? right what could you do better what could you do differently right mm. um soften it soften the labels um but yeah i i'm a great believer in you know really hone in on where can you you know really contribute add value where can you really find that energy where can you grow and really hone and refine those aspects that you know you believe are strengths if you want to use that label Mm. Um, because again as I said earlier um, you, there's no mastery we'll never get to the point of, of mastery the, the bar in terms of performance and development and growth there is technically no limit 
Mm. You know, you'll always be striving for that incremental gain, that marginal gain. And, and, you know, if I can just share something that really struck me, it was a number of years back. Mm. I was listening, I was at a seminar and it was all about, you know, performance and development improvements. And they, this gentleman was sharing this story about the Juilliard School of Ballet in New York, one of the most renowned dance schools in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, he said that he went there to observe and he said, oh, you must have some of the best teachers in the world, right? And, um, and he said, they said, no, no, not necessarily. He said, we have pupils here who come from all different parts of America. And in their local villages and towns, they can do things that other people can simply dream of, right? They just stand out. But when they come to the Juilliard, they look to the left, they look to the right, and they see people doing things that they can't do. Mm -hmm. And they grow in their sleep. And (laughs) this is an important point, right? In terms of when we're thinking about our development, it's not always about something new. It's Mm -hmm. also something about honing, right? refining, improving, getting better at, looking for those marginal gains. And, and but you have to get that balance, um, you know, because for, for me, an example of my development, I, I've spent the last 20 years really trying to hone my language and my communication. Mm. I, I think deeply about it, you know, making words count, thinking about how I say things, Um, What impact do I want it to have on people who are listening? How do I want them to think? How do I want them to feel? How do I want them to act? So sometimes, you know, it's, it's just honing in on one aspect, but just become really good at it. Yeah. Don't think you've made it. I think that's one of the worst things that happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think with the topic of development is, well, I don't know what I want to focus in on. I need to find something new. Well, that implies that we've reached mastery in all of these fundamental skills, right? Yeah. And, and I don't believe we have. We can always be better. Mm. can always be better. But again, I think that comes back to understanding yourself, having that humility, yeah? Having that acceptance that, you know, what am I good at? Or what am I maybe not so good at? What do I enjoy? What do I don't? Are there situations? And, and just doing that examination, you know, uh, and having that appreciation of your of yourself. People, yeah. I, I think the, I think the people day this uh, recently was superb. I think, you know, a real focus, a real understanding, uh, a real a real acknowledgement as well that we're in a changing world. Mm. But also, what I think underlined it for me, Hannah, is focus on the basic fundamentals, right? Of clarity performance development yeah they are so important and 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 you know one of the one of the central themes and anchors to all of that feedback yes crucial no absolutely I think it's um yeah feedback is is key um and I think it's it's one of those things that you and again just through personal experience I think feedback I mean I used to, I used to take, again, maybe I'm using the wrong word here, but the negative <laughs> or, or the areas where I could, you know, do better. Yeah. When I first yeah. started out, you know, my, my career, I used to really get quite um, 
torn up about it I used to think you know how how am I going to improve and and but now I think you know a couple of years on and especially now I've taken that time to to get a coach and and to almost look at things from a different perspective as you say it's you're never going to be perfection doesn't exist that's what you know no it doesn't exist and then that doesn't it doesn't um but it's yeah, it doesn't. And and just the point on your coaching, you know, I, I have quite, a, uh, you know, I, I have quite a, a passion about behavior, right? I, and understanding performance and, and what excellence means. Mm. Take Tiger Woods. People know Tiger Woods, the golfer, right? He's well known. He was really at the top of his sport for years and years and years. And he made it look so simple. <laughs> you did, you just didn't think he would he wouldn't win a tournament right he was that head and shoulders above and then you know other factors then kicked into play right mm-hmm. other aspects of his life his body didn't quite respond as it as it once did and all of a sudden he wasn't quite where he was at and then it started to make you appreciate how much work went into him maintaining that there's no given right that you're going to stay there right you have to you have to work at it you have to work really hard at it and I'll never forget he won the UK Open Golf once and he was losing going into the last round and on the topic of you were mentioning your coach right and the feedback his caddy gave him 15 pieces of feedback going into the last round in terms of making adjustments and tweaks to how he played the course and they played a fundamental role in him winning that open. Wow. And I and I and I love stories like that. You know, they're the little nuggets that you don't always hear or you don't always know, but just having somebody that can observe and help and give some feedback and give some guidance, help you make adjustments, mm. it can have a fundamental impact on your performance. Yeah, no fundamental. Absolutely. Fundamental. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I think that's, I think that's, um, it's key. And it's, mm. I think on, um, I'm, I'm conscious of, of, of time as well. I could ask you about a thousand questions, but of course we can't do that. But <clears throat> something that at the start of, of this, I, um, you were discussing around, or we were discussing around this, you know, well, let me go back a step. I think what we've discussed today is, you know, it, it, it's a lot in the sense that it is difficult to take that moment and to stop and figure out, you know, what am I good at? And to actually, I find it a challenge as well. You know, that's me being open. I think only just have I got to that point to go, right, Hannah, take a sit, sit back, you know, start and think yes. about the coaching, etc. It's taken me time to work out how I actually, uh, the best kind of mechanism for me. But I think that yes. alongside this, we hear this term um, a lot, the, the work-life balance. And I yeah. think that this is one, ter- we hear it everywhere, you know, on TV, internally, outside of work, but as well as kind of, you know, navigating your way through um, life and your career and, you know, understanding self, what motivates you, why are we doing these jobs that we're doing? What yeah. would you, how do you have advice on how to actually get that balance right? because it's, it, it, I find it definitely a challenge to navigate 
your career and and to actually start to think about it and and to see things clearly I'm getting there as I say but I think the the balance of it is um I think sometimes it can be a challenge it's an it's an enormous question right (laughs) and I think it's complex Mm. um going back to one of my earlier points right that you know a person wakes up in the morning Mm-hmm. come to work want to do a good job there's two sides to this coin right um we we need organizations to create the climate and the conditions where we can excel yeah you know be be ourselves feel you know feel trusted valued safe and have that confidence behind us that we can grow and be better mm. um now that for me has a fundamental impact on so many things because if that environment isn't there then those things won't necessarily happen. And that's when you get things like engagement starts to impact and people stay or leave organizations. I think the challenge with work-life balance comes back to understanding self. Hmm. So one of the things that we all possess is this thing called self-control, right? Hmm. Not easy though, <laughs> right? It's, it's, it's not easy. So. How do we, when, when do we learn to exhibit self-control? Largely as we enter into adulthood, we understand about social norms and things that are acceptable, things that aren't, right? Mm-hmm. We, we know, we learn about etiquette and manners and all of these things, right? Mm-hmm. You know, let's not do that. That wouldn't be suitable kind of thing. Um, and what sometimes happens is when we allow our energy, our, our own internal energy, our motivation, to get the better of us, then I think that's when we lose balance. Mm. So if you see people in their career, you know, who perhaps don't have the handle on it, they're thirsty for recognition, they're thirsty for new experiences, they're thirsty for a promotion, then you can lose that balance mm. very, very quickly, right? It can, it can just take hold of you. I think because of the way that technology now operates today, there's a massive blurring between what work and home. Yeah. What, what, without a doubt, right? We're in a virtual world. It doesn't matter if there's a physical location anymore that we call an office. Mm. We're in a virtual environment. So I think what people are starting to realize a little bit better is, is there are 24 hours in a day And depending on how my role can work, how do I make it work for me so that I'm still managing what my life requires, but from a work context, I'm maximizing when I'm working, you know, when I'm, when I'm delivering on my outcomes, et cetera. And Mm -hmm. people are, I think people are searching for a different balance, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, And I think it's very individualistic. So for me personally, and it is entirely personal, I'm quite happy on a Sunday afternoon, if there's a football game on the TV, to have my laptop on my lap for two hours, three hours, four hours, uh, and and I will just be pottering away, doing little pieces of work um, while I've got the game on in the background. And I'm really comfortable doing that. Um, The the game is is just, you know, on in the background, uh, and it gives me that space um, during the week then when I can have a bit more time to do something else mm. yeah um, 
And so I think everybody is starting to try and work out this thing called work-life balance is not as binary as it seems. There are a lot of factors that go into it. I think the organization you work for, the leader you're working for, yourself, there's so many things I think that go into driving that balance. Because the flip of the coin is when you're not finding balance because you feel that you're under pressure to do more than what you should. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's the other side of the coin that a lot of people will have struggled with in their career. Mm. They feel obliged. They feel, you know, under pressure or, or whatever it may be, deadlines, leadership behavior, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, so it's not an easy, it's not an easy one to answer. I, 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 I think for me personally, uh, I've got better at it, I would say. I think I've found a way to, to work things better to suit me and make sure I still meet my commitments. Because there was a time where every evening I would be in the living room with a laptop on my lap. Mm. And that's not healthy. No. At, at all. I think becoming a dad was a big turning point for me because I couldn't do that anymore. Yeah. You know, so my priorities shifted. So work-life balance then took on a very different meaning. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think that's um, thanks for, for sharing as well. But I think that's uh, yeah, it is. It's down to the individual, you know, it is. has their own ways of I don't know if coping is, is the right way. Well, yeah, coping, especially in these times. Mm. As you say, yeah. people are <laughs> working on kitchen tables. There's, you know, it, it, whatever it is, it, it's it's trying to figure out, you know, what works for you. And um, you know, people have have things going on at home, and they're they're trying to balance, you know, everything. So yeah, it, it's definitely down to the um, the individual for sure. And I think Anna as well. Some people openly will say they're not as good in the morning as maybe they are in the evening. Yeah, I was just thinking that. I was thinking I'd sum up. I don't know what it is. It's over the last couple of years. I become more productive later on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have. I, I think I have a lull around half three to half five, for example, <laughs> and then about eight o'clock at night. Then it's like right, my head's clear. Got a break, had something to eat, and I can pick it back up and do something very, very quickly. I think we all operate in different rhythms mm. and. And I think, again, it depends on this sort of virtual nature of how can people make that work for themselves and not maybe be caught in the conventional nine to five, eight mm -hmm. to five, nine to six, whatever it may be. And it's how do we how do we just use the time a little different or a little better, depending if the circumstances allow. Maybe the circumstance doesn't allow, but if you can and you're trusted and empowered, then make it work. Yeah know make it work absolutely and I, I think as well pulling pulling back to to the point and, and I think you did say this actually um just a moment ago but you you were saying you know if you understand yourself and, and I keep mm. saying that but I think it's key I think when you start to understand how you work and as you yes. know what is the what, what makes you um yeah how, how you work essentially and understanding yourself a bit better than things like you know work-life balance and how you can how you know how you can best be productive what works best for you I think it's correct uh, it gets easier it gets easier yes that's where yeah um, yeah it does without a shadow of a doubt it does I mean uh, 
you know, an old CEO, an old CEO of mine always used to talk about, you know, how, how can you all, you know, how can you be in your element? And I think we all understand that, don't we? You know, what being in your element means. It's like that visual of, you know, you're happy or just you're overjoyed, you know, that buzz, that energy. That's what we're striving for. Mm. That, that, that's what I think we're all striving for is to be in our element more often than not. Because if we are, then you, you're going to do great work. Yeah. You're going to do great work. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. You know, so... That, I think, is the challenge individualistically for ourselves, but also for organizations to work out. Yes. Yeah. And um, mm. I think it's, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I think you, you summed it up very well there. I think, you know, if you're, and again, it sounds like a very obvious um, comment to, to, to make, but I think, you know, if, I mean, you look at all, an organization, you know, we take SAP, for example, over, Mm. 100 not a thousand employees it's when you look yeah. at that scale you know everybody is an individual and yeah. you know, as, as we touched upon at the start everyone is made up of you know their dna their motives everyone is very very different um Correct. there's only you know a certain amount of influence i guess um if that's the right word to that the organizations can can put upon their employees you know the rest of it is yeah. um, Fortunately or unfortunately, whichever way you want to see it is, um, yeah, it's it's the individuals, you know, but it's, I think we've, we've covered this um, a moment ago, but I think to bring going back to it, which is organizations having and creating that, that space, that, that place where people feel confident and that place where people yeah. can be themselves, their authentic selves, and it all constitutes and it all, it all gathers towards, um, and a, a successful business essentially <laughs> it does it, it really does and and, and you, you know we, we hear so much about employee experience we hear so much about uh, employee engagement we, we, we hear so much more about sentiment mm. you know why is this why is this important is because you know this is a disruptive world and the demographics and the makeup of the working the working environment will change dramatically in the next 10 years and so organizations are realizing that we have to listen mm. we've got to understand our employees more than we've ever done we we're seeing new leadership models I think emerge where empathy is a real focus of that leadership model yeah and and this is and, and this isn't about just you know sometimes people can look at it and go well, well yeah but it's, it's it sounds a bit soft and <laughs> and it's a bit this and a bit that and it really isn't right it really isn't at all it is about how do we create the conditions every day where mm -hmm. we have a really good handle on who's working in our teams right what work are they doing how are they supported to do that are we really aligning people well with their skills with their knowledge with their experience with their aspirations and really helping them to just go and be their best Mm. right so it is a two-side coin right the, the, it, it is the onus can't just be on on the organization it, it simply yeah. can't right the onus has got to be on self yeah but it's the combination of the two factors and when they rub up against each other then of course you don't get that outcome that you're looking for mm. i think organizations are understanding the risk relating to this the importance of this now and i think that's why we're seeing improved listening 
I think we're seeing the rebirth of the employee value proposition. Mm -hmm. I think organizations are really thinking now of how do we create a sense of belonging to our yeah. organization? Um, and it's, 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 all, it's all interlinked, it's all connected. Um, but you know, we always come back to it, Hannah, right? It starts with self. Yes. Always that, will. Yeah, I think that's, um, yeah, no, it does. I, I think that's, it's great. I, I, I've certainly, um, I said, well, you know, I enjoy speaking with you on this topic. We could, we could speak for, I could definitely speak for, for hours on it. I think it's, um, I think it's really interesting um, and, and really important, um, yeah. you know, so, so yeah, I think um, I could ask you a lot more questions, <laughs> but I'm conscious, <laughs> conscious of time. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you so much again for, for taking the time speaking with me. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. You're more than welcome. Thank you, Hannah. Okay, so that was the first episode of the new podcast series, Let's Grow. Thank you so, so much for listening. I really hope that you feel a sense of encouragement, you feel more confident, and you feel excited about your, your future, because that's how I certainly feel after I speak with Michael. And I hope that you guys are feeling that as well. I've got no doubt that you could hear Michael's sheer passion for humans, human behavior coming through your headphones or your speakers, however you decided to listen. There's just a couple of points that I wanted to re-highlight to you, I guess some key takeaways. So I think the first one for me would be when I asked Michael, what, what's his advice? What's his piece of advice for individuals to understand themselves better? because we're not all as privileged to be able to go onto this particular course. So what can we do? Michael used the word network and communities. And he said to tap into these and to search for those individuals that are going to give you honest feedback. Now the key word there is honest. We can ask people in our lives. And I think we all know people that would be almost too scared to upset you because I mean that's a natural human you know human instinct but I think that it was a great piece of advice like really take a moment to think you know what colleagues would give you that honest opinion because the way that we think we come across in actual fact could be completely different so it's really interesting to get that honest feedback I certainly took this advice after I conducted this interview and it was interesting. And what I will say is you might not like the answers you're going to get, but that's how you move forward. So I would definitely take that as an action. Have a think, who can you ask for honest feedback? Another thing that I wanted to, I guess, kind of re-highlight was Michael, before he, I think I asked Michael the question, you know, what was the old Michael like? before Michael went on the course and before he tapped into you know really understanding himself and understanding his drivers and his passions and things like that what was the old Michael like how are you navigating your way through your career and your life and Michael's response was that he was unsure why he felt unfulfilled some days and fulfilled the others and it was basically a guessing game 
And I think we can all relate to that. You know, I think that none of us really do take that time to stop and think, you know, what, what are we doing? We just kind of get on with our jobs and our lives. But if you take that time to actually stop and really think about your, your role and your what you're doing and where you feel energized and where you perhaps don't, you can start to really see where you want to push yourself, you know, in the direction of doing more of that particular activity, whatever that may be. Um, and yeah, things seem to become a lot more pleasant <laughs> when you start to actually stop and think. And I think that is the key. I think that we we all lead very busy lives and everything is virtual, as we know, and it's just constantly go, go, go. And we never get a time or a chance to, to think about this. But hopefully this podcast has allowed you to, yeah, remind you that you can take a moment and you can rethink. And lastly, because I could go on for ages, I wanted to highlight the word failure. Now this came up in the podcast we didn't actually get too deep into it. And there's a reason for that, because there will be an additional episode that is solely focused on this word. Now, failure, as we said in the episode, does not need to be seen as a negative. Now, of course, if it's the, <clears throat> if it's a constant failure and it's making the same mistake, then okay, maybe, <laughs> maybe take a look. But failing is absolutely key in order for you to grow and move forward and almost importantly learn how are we meant to learn and move forward in our lives if we if we know everything and to be quite honest with you I think it'd be boring if we were all born and we knew how to do everything I mean what what would be the point <laughs> I mean that's just my my personal opinion but yes I just wanted to highlight that because I think it's I think it's really key and I think that yeah that word should not be seen as a as a scary word but anyway thank you so much for listening to this new podcast series I've been so excited to share this with you all please do like and subscribe and share with people that you think will yeah learn something from this so thank you once again, and I look forward to speaking to you soon. 